Welcome back. You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast. And as I'm recording this intro, my 15-year-old... No, she's not 15. Mm -mm. My 14-year-old daughter is staring at me like a creeper. So if I sound a little bit uncomfortable, it's because I am. But without further delay, let's get into this episode about automatic negative thoughts. Hey sis, so we're back like two weeks in a row now. We're basically like BFFs again. Sorry I ever left you. (laughs) Anyway, how was your week? I hope it was really good. Um, Welcome to the third week of January. I promise you I'm not going to do this for the rest of the year. Just give me till the end of January um, and I will stop introducing the week. (laughs) Anyway, I am super excited to bring this episode to you. Today, we're talking about automatic negative thoughts. Just to give you a heads up, this is a two-part series. Um, I did this because I want to make sure that you have time to sit with what I'm giving you in each section. I felt like it would have been just too much to give you all of it at once, right? So in part one, what we're doing is we're actually defining what automatic negative thoughts are, how they happen, how they make us feel. Um, And then I introduced to you the six-step process on how to stop them in their tracks. Then in part two, I'm going to be explaining what the thought distortions are, the ones that we commonly experience, and how to challenge them and to reframe them so that they don't make us feel crummy anymore. Okay. I'm like, the reason why I'm so excited about this is because when I had the chance to actually see how many um, ants I was letting run around in my head. It was, it was mind blowing. But now that I have the self-awareness, um, I'm able to manage my thought life a lot better. And I want the same for you, sis. I want you to, you know, start thinking well, because when we think well, we live well. Our thoughts dictate so much of how we show up in the world. Our mindset is everything, right? And so when we clean up that mindset house, things start to just happen differently. Anyway, that's enough chatter from the gallery over here. I am going to get into this episode with you without further delay about automatic negative thoughts. Let's go. Oh, wait, (laughs) one more thing, because I'm not trying to get fined for plagiarism or any of that stuff. I forgot to mention that I have adapted this episode based on an article that I sourced on the internet, and the website is www.mindmypeelings.com. And so I am so grateful for the author of this article, gave me a lot to work with. I just put my flair on it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Now for real, let's get into it. All right, sis. So today we are talking about how to stop negative thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts influence emotions and distort our perception of reality in a negative way. These thoughts are difficult to recognize because they are fleeting and habitual. Negative thoughts can make us feel agitated, anxious, make us less productive, cause harm to our relationships, or even cause psychological damage. 
There is a way to overcome negative automatic thinking, and it's by challenging and reframing the thoughts in a positive way. Most of our thoughts occur automatically, and this is a good thing for doing daily general tasks such as brushing your teeth, eating a meal, getting dressed, or in my case, having coffee every morning. (laughs) However, they can become unhelpful because of their automatic nature. We don't pay attention to them typically because they are habitual. It is important to understand how automatic negative thoughts occur and how they affect us so we can be prepared to challenge them. So what exactly are automatic negative thoughts? Well, there is an acronym for them and it's ANTS. And it's very relevant because they are just as annoying as those pesky little insects that get into all of our food at a summer picnic. They are negative beliefs that occur habitually. They are involuntary responses to certain situations that are based on core beliefs that you hold about yourself, others, or the world. Ants can lead to self-doubt, anger, irritability, depression, and even anxiety. They have a strong influence on our mood and the difference between accepting or ignoring them will impact how happy our lives can be. You cannot directly control these automatic thoughts, but you can indirectly alter your beliefs in a positive way. Let's list the characteristics of automatic negative thoughts. They are, one, always negative. Two, they make you feel bad about yourself. Three, they're self-sabotaging. Four, they're uninvited and judging, and they pop up when you least expect them. Five, they're believable because typically we're already stuck in a negative thinking trap. And six, they're biased because we are experiencing them from a distorted perception of reality. Hey, have you ever heard of Aaron Beck's cognitive triad. Okay, if you haven't, (laughs) it was proposed by Aaron Beck in 1976, and it was initially known as a negative triad. Tri means three, and Beck's triad involved automatic, uncontrollable negative thoughts about three categories that we typically are thinking about. One, it's our thoughts about ourselves. And the negative thoughts can sound something like, I hate myself, I'm so worthless. And then two, it's about the world and our environment, such as, why doesn't anybody around me care about me? And lastly, we have thoughts about the future, negative thoughts about the future, things like, oh, this is probably never, ever going to change. Things are always going to be this bad. But why do we have negative thoughts? Let's talk about that for a second. First, it's it's good to note that it's completely a normal experience to have both positive and negative thoughts on a daily basis. So if you're having like negative thoughts, don't worry. It's perfectly normal. 90% of our thoughts are repetitive. And if you repeat something often enough, it creates a neural pathway in the brain. So if your negative thoughts get repeated enough, they become habitual. And negative thinking, although it is a normal response 
typically just to keep us safe. The problem is that when we have a negative experience, our brain and our bodies remember it so that the next time you have a similar experience, your brain triggers a response thinking it's being threatened. This negative response is what makes us feel that agitation and anger. It drives the depression and our anxiety. And it can also trigger something known as a downward spiral, which leads to a cycle of negative thoughts, emotions, and unhelpful behaviors. Thankfully, there is a six-step process for challenging automatic negative thoughts. So the question is, how do we stop? Negative thinking in six steps. Well, negative automatic thoughts affect us in various ways because we have a habitual tendency towards irrational thinking patterns to begin with. So the technique I'm about to share is based on CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and it can be achieved in six steps by reframing negative thoughts. And over time, your thoughts will be replaced with more rational thinking. Now, this kind of work can definitely be done on your own, but typically we'll see far more success when we do these things with the help of a coach or an accountability partner or a trusted support person. Now, let's talk about the six steps. The first step is recognize and isolate the thought. Recognizing that you are experiencing a thinking error is a very important first step. This provides us an awareness that allows the opportunity to challenge and refute those thoughts. When you experience a negative thought, here's what you're going to do. Pause for a minute. Try to recognize what you are thinking isn't quite right. Isolate and focus on that irrational thought. Recognize how it makes you feel. You're trying to separate the thought from who you are. Essentially, think about what you're thinking about. And once you have an external view of your thought, you have the opportunity to try to refute it. This is known as metacognition. So this occurs when the brain realizes that, hey, wait a minute, something's not right here. It's a deeper level of thinking that allows you to think about what you are actually thinking about. This awareness provides an opportunity to allow you to understand, adapt, change, control, and use your thought process in a positive and healthy way. So step two is write down your thought. Writing down your thought might seem like a really simple step, but it's much more complex and beneficial than you realize. When we are experiencing an automatic negative thought, it can be difficult to pull ourselves out of the thinking trap and write down what we're thinking about. But the act of writing your thoughts down actually enables you to have a higher level of thinking because you have to focus and think about what the thought really was about 
This again is metacognition. Writing helps you to process your thoughts and emotions by clearing your thoughts and unloading your emotions, giving you clarity and focus to process your feelings. It creates positive self-dialogue with your mind and reduces stress and increases gratitude. When you are finished writing, you will feel a sense of relief that your mind has been emptied of the clutter. This will give you a clearer picture of what really happened because your mind can use that free space now to focus. The third step is to identify the distress level, okay? So when you identify the stress level of your automatic thought, you're really looking for the way that it actually makes you feel. This will help you to rank the severity of the thought. The distress level is ranked from zero to 10. Zero meaning, mm, I'm calm, everything's good, no distress at all. And you know that that, that saying, um, <clears throat> I'm on 10? Well, yes, here's why. Because at 10, that means your distress is extreme and may even be paralyzing. So ranking the distress level of how you feel helps you to consider your emotions and any physical distress you may be experiencing. The fourth step is identifying the cognitive distortion. Okay, so this is where you're going to get more information in part two of this series, but for now we're going to quickly give you an idea of what you're gonna do with the cognitive distortion identification. So cognitive distortions are common thinking patterns that influence irrational negative thoughts and feelings. These negative thinking traps cause a distorted perception of reality in an inaccurate way. There are 15 common distortions that most people will experience. These styles of distorted thinking influence our thoughts in different ways. I'm going to share a list of the distortions to help you identify which ones you may be uh, defaulting to. I've also created a quick checklist that you can download for free from my website. There will be a link in the description box below. If you have difficulty identifying the correct ones, Come back next week and we're going to run through a bunch of examples and challenges for each distortion. So after you've identified the cognitive distortion, the fifth step is going to be challenge and reframe your negative thoughts. When you challenge these cognitive distortions, uh, you can evaluate the evidence, you can focus on the positive thoughts, and you can avoid thinking in extremes. Each of the distorted thinking styles requires a unique solution to overcome it. When you're overcoming these thoughts, what you're actually trying to do is challenge and refute them. You want to modify your language and your internal dialogue about them. You're trying to replace the negative distortions with positive, healthy thoughts. And again, writing down the more reasonable, reframed thought. So finally, we are at number six, and that's where we re-evaluate our distress level. 
After you've challenged and reframed the thought, you want to reevaluate the level to see if the exercise actually helped. If your distress level has decreased and you're feeling better emotionally and physically, then the exercise worked. It altered your negative thought. But if you don't feel like your distorted thought has been corrected, you can repeat the exercise again. It is also good to note that we may not be able to correct our thinking right away, but with practice, you will be able to recognize these negative pattern traps and alter your mindset from negative to positive. So next week, we're going to talk about how to challenge and reframe the cognitive distortions. But for now, what I'm going to say is each distortion alters our perception of reality in different ways. It makes it difficult to challenge when we are not aware of it happening. So I am really excited to be able to bring to you these different ways to challenge and reframe because that's actually the hardest part. Um, No, let's back that up. The hardest part is actually catching those automatic thoughts because again, they're so automatic. They just, they just, they just come, right? And we don't really think about it. Like how many times do we think about when we need to get up and use the washroom? Do we think about, oh, I need to sit down and use the washroom? We don't because it's just a, it's an automated process. And these negative thought patterns can be just as regular as brushing your teeth. And so when we have the opportunity to really look at them and even like take inventory of how many we may may actually be letting run around unsupervised in our heads, it's, it can be a little bit disheartening at first. I'll just share my personal experience. When I came about the understanding of this ants situation, um, and I saw how many patterns I actually was just living with, like rent free in my head. I was, I was upset. (laughs) I was mad because I'm like, how could I just be, you know, letting myself talk to myself like this? But there is such power in awareness because now that I have learned to identify these distortions, I can hear them. I can hear when the thoughts start to go sideways. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. And uh, thankfully, through therapy and coaching, I have learned how to actually implement those things. So come back next week. We're going to go through the list of the distortions. I'm going to explain each of them to you. I'm going to, like I said, give you little exercises for the thought identification and how to reframe them. I think it's going to be really helpful. So I will talk to you next week. Thank you.